Hey there, Danny here, and welcome back to another guest episode of the Mind of My Wellness podcast. I loved recording this episode because not only is this guest one of the top doctors in her field, but she's also become a very dear friend. She actually invited me into her office for a full exam before I recorded this episode, and the results I found were absolutely fascinating, and I'll share more about those in this episode. But today, I had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Mercedes Cook on the show. Dr. Mercedes is an upper cervical chiropractor who uses a highly specific and gentle adjustment technique to realign the neck to restore proper nervous system function and posture. She has completed the Diplomat of Cranial Cervical Junction Procedure postdoctorate program to make her one of the most knowledgeable doctors in the world on the cranial cervical junction area. In this episode, we covered what the upper cervical spine is responsible for, what can cause upper cervical misalignment, and what symptoms can result out of misalignment, what the biggest difference is between traditional chiropractic care and upper cervical chiropractic care, who would be a good candidate for upper cervical care, misconceptions about the nervous system, and why it's so important to navigate in and out of the parasympathetic and the sympathetic, and so much more. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex-yo-yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well-lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Dr. Mercedes, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Danny. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you as well. I have to say I have been looking forward to this episode because not only is what you're doing one, so it was so new to me, but it's so, so interesting. And I don't think many people know about this area of care, but also you have become such a good friend and I have just been loving getting to know you and now getting to know what you do in your practice. So a quick little backstory for my listeners, Dr. Mercedes and I are IRL friends. We are friends in real life. And she invited me into her clinic to get the whole shebang done in terms of looking at my upper cervical spine, which we'll dive into all of that today. But I have to say it was completely eye-opening. And I want to talk a little bit about my own experience, Dr. Mercedes, when I came to you, which I'm sure we'll cover a little bit later. But First, I would love for you to tell us 
what is upper cervical chiropractic care and where did you learn about this sort of care with upper cervical? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think the most important thing to address is because when you say upper cervical, sometimes people are kind of confused on like the body part that we're Mm -hmm. talking about. I definitely was. We're talking about your cervical spine. So your neck um, and upper cervical is really just addressing your occiput, which is the, the bone at the back of your skull, and then your C1, which is called your atlas, and then your C2. So the first two vertebra in the spine, atlas and axis. So it's really the connection between the occiput, the atlas, and the axis. That is what upper cervical chiropractors are assessing and looking to correct. And so with that specialty, it is the reason that we hyper-focus on that area is because that is where the brain stem comes down through the skull and then your spinal cord starts. So if there are any misalignments present in that region, a lot of people start to have, of course, pain, discomfort, but then more so like neurological issues. So you know, it could be anything from like digestive related and affecting your vagus nerve to, you know, affecting other things in the brainstem, causing migraines, headaches, things like that. So more neurological type symptoms when, when your body's misaligned. And the other reason that we assess that area is because whatever your neck is doing, that's kind of the start, the starting point of your spine. So everything below that, if there's misalignments or loss of curvature in your neck, there is going to be other consequences lower in the spine too. So even though we are talking about upper cervical, uh, it doesn't mean that it's only going to affect that area, but we start there and we correct that because a lot of times people have hip issues like myself, and that's why I even started seeing an upper cervical chiropractor in in the first place, but it can translate down the body. And as you know, from coming into the office, like it's really cool to see how your neck misaligned can actually affect your hips being off. It can affect the length of your leg. So really what your neck is doing structurally plays a huge role, not only on your posture and what your body's doing, but also your nervous system. So it's just a really cool area to specialize in because it affects so many things. I will say when I came in, Dr. Mercedes had me lay down face down and she was assessing my, my legs and the length of them. And she took a picture And I think my, I think it was my left leg. My left leg was like an inch longer than my right leg. And it's not necessarily that my leg is longer. It was just this alignment in my spine. And so I've now been seeing you for what, four or five weeks now. And so to see the difference in that alignment each time I come in, it's wild. I had no idea that, that, you know, my body was so misaligned like that. So I would love to know what was the story and your background as to how you discovered upper cervical chiropractic? Yeah, for sure. So I was a cheerleader and dancer growing up. And so lots of stress on the body, lots of backflips and like landing on my head and things like that. And over time, I started to develop really bad hip pain to the point where even just standing up completely and like extending my hip was excruciating. Like I felt like I was, you know, 90 years old, but I was 18. So we knew something was wrong with my hip. So we did what everyone does. They go to their primary, 
they let them know what's going on and they're like, okay, well, we need to send you to PT. And so I do PT for a couple months. It's not helping at all. And they're like, okay, well, maybe we need to do some imaging. So I did x-ray. I did MRI of my hip and they weren't finding anything. And it just didn't really make any sense. And so we were kind of like, okay, well, what else, like what other options are out there? Cause we've kind of exhausted what Western medicine, like their protocol. And so some friends of my parents were like, hey, you guys should really try going to a chiropractor. We didn't know anything about chiropractic, like traditional upper cervical, but someone just recommended this guy in near my hometown. And so we went to his office and he happened to do upper cervical, which is what I do now. Um, And honestly, we thought he was a little crazy because he was just like I did to you. He's assessing my posture. And he was like, yeah, your your right leg is like an inch shorter. Your right hip is hiking up higher. It's affecting all the muscles. But the real issue is, is you've had all this stress and trauma from cheerleading and all these sports that you've done. You know, you've thrown your neck out of alignment and that's kind of keeping you in this place. And so I'm like, okay, so you mean to tell me that you're just going to x-ray my neck and adjust that and like that's going to fix my problems. But I was super desperate. I was like, I will try anything to get my body to a better place. And so we went through his his process. I got imaging of my neck done. I got this, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but the adjustments are super gentle. They like don't really feel like that much. And so I thought, I was like, what? Like this guy didn't even do anything. And so I go back into the relaxation room you know, you lay down there, you're resting after an adjustment. And then I got up and for the first time ever, like my hip didn't hurt. And I thought that it was just placebo. I was like, there is no way that this helped my hip this much. And so literally right after the first correction, I noticed a complete difference. So I was 18 at the time and I was in this transition period of I'm about to go to college. Like, what am I going to do? I thought I was going to be a medical doctor and go to medical school, but I didn't know anything about chiropractic. And I was super intrigued that like, okay, here's this chiropractor. He's just taking imaging. He's looking at the structural part of the spine and then doing these gentle adjustments and people are getting better. I asked to observe his office. I went to like any class he was hosting. I was like, I want to go. I want to go learn like what he's doing. And I was just seeing all these people come to him with migraines, severe like neurological deficits. And I'm like, wow, these people are getting better from this. So clearly there's something like I need to learn more about this. I need to understand. And then after being under care for a while, I started to notice like at first it was the structural stuff, like just not having pain, things like that. Then it came into, you know, I used to be super anxious and I didn't sleep well. And I started to notice that these things were getting better. And I was like, man, like something is really transforming in my body. Um, And I had no idea how they were all connected, but that kind of spiked my curiosity. I was like, if I can help people and still be in healthcare, but do something that doesn't involve pharmaceuticals, it doesn't involve surgery, I would love to be able to do that. So that's kind of what took me on this deep dive is really just my own experience. And I was like, I really need to learn more about this. So literally since since I was 18, I I didn't question or like look into anything else and I was like, "Yep, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do." And then I just ran with it from there. This was your passion. This was your passion and now it's your it's your career. So, Dr. Mercedes has her own clinic here in San Diego, and I think when I think of traditional chiropractic care, number 1, I've never actually gone to a chiropractor before. 
Some people are like, what? You've never been to a chiropractor? Others are like, yeah, I, you know, I'm nervous to get the the adjustments and like the cracks and everything. And, you know, initially I, I didn't know that there was another type of chiropractic care that did not go the route of like the cracking and the, you know, movements and whatnot. And uh, for cervical, the technique you use is like you, you mentioned it. It's so gentle. Can you explain kind of what the technique looks like? Because it's so drastically different than any type of chiropractic care that I think of when I'm thinking of traditional chiropractic care. For sure. And, you know, for your listeners, I'm sure most people have heard of chiropractic and a lot of people have actually been to a traditional chiropractor before. And so a traditional experience is really, you know, you go in, you'll hopefully like a health history done. They'll do an examination. Most traditional chiropractors don't necessarily use imaging. Some do, some don't. But the adjustments are more guided on like palpation, feeling how your spine is moving, like feeling each joint, and then doing adjustments to kind of get things back into alignment, making sure everything's fluid and and moving well. And that's great. So there's tons of different techniques and like ways to adjust the spine. And going into school, I didn't know. My only experience was upper cervical. So I didn't even know traditional chiropractic was like a thing. So I, as you can imagine, I get to school, everyone's like cracking everything, like doing all these adjustments. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I was super open. Like I wanted to learn everything. And like, I think that's good in any field that you're in, like always be open, be open to learning, like what is the best way, what philosophy resonates with you, things like that. But it's just super interesting getting into school because you have to learn full spine. Like everyone has to learn that technique. And I did, and I was getting adjusted that way. And honestly, I felt terrible after getting that style of of adjusting. But I think because my body, my nervous system were used to such a light adjustment, not a bunch of cracking and popping and moving things around. I just didn't sit well with my body. So I always encourage everyone, if you've tried chiropractic and it didn't necessarily work for you or you felt worse afterwards, it may just be because that technique is not right for you, right? And there's tons of techniques out there, mainly because they all work for certain people. It's just really finding like what works well for you. And then with upper cervical, so The thing that I love about it that resonates with me, like I want to give my patients and my community the care that I would do for myself. And so I like it because yes, the adjustments are super gentle. There's no like, you know, cracking or popping. You don't have to take the head and like put it in extension, Mm -hmm. put it into these weird positions, which is great. I think it's better for stability. You can get a more precise adjustment that way. And so that part's really great. So for people who don't like to get their neck cracked or are super nervous about seeing a chiropractor, this is a technique that would absolutely be super beneficial for you. But then the other part of it for me, and one of the the reasons that it really resonates with me is the imaging. So in our practice, we do 3D CBCT imaging, just comb beam computed tomography. Some people have seen it through their dentist. Dentists are really the only other providers that use this imaging, but we use it to look at your, you know, your TMJ joint, your bite, your jaw, and your the not only the upper cervical part, but the whole neck, because all of these structures and bones are are connected and they all affect each other. So I love being able to look at this imaging and say, okay, 
this is what's going on with your neck. This may be why you're having chronic, you know, TMJ pain, or this may be why you're having an airway issue and it's hard for you to breathe. And now you have sleep apnea. Like there's, there's all these different things that go into when you have a structural issue. So the thing that I love about upper cervical is it combines like gentle, precise adjustments with really specialized imaging. So when I do a correction, I think when you came into the office, like we did one or two adjustments and then you started holding for Mm -hmm. like a couple. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole goal. I don't want to have to adjust you every time. I want you to stabilize and hold because the longer that you hold adjustments, one, of course you'll feel better, but two, your nervous system is actually adapting and having time to heal versus going in and out of alignment all the time. So for upper cervical, like those things, the philosophy of holding and allowing your body time to heal, that really resonated with me. And then of course the imaging part, I think imaging is super important because our bodies left to right. And, you know, we talked about this with your imaging, like everything's not perfectly symmetrical. So just because you feel something on the left side of your body versus the right side, it doesn't mean that it's misaligned or it's not where it's supposed to be. You may have asymmetry, like something could be bigger on one side versus the other. And that's why I'm super passionate and a a big proponent of doing imaging to actually see what is going on in there. That way we're not just making assumptions about how we should adjust you and, and what we should do. Hopefully that gives a good like example of traditional versus non. Yes. Can we talk about my imaging for a second? Because that was wild to me. So I have never gone to a chiropractor primarily because I have never had pain. And I, you know, I associate chiropractic care with pain, discomfort, like I need to correct something. So for me, I'm like, well, I've never had to go because there have been no issues in terms of pain and discomfort. So when I went in and we did the imaging, it was quite eye-opening to see that essentially Dr. Mercedes showed me a healthy cervical spine where it has that natural curvature that she mentioned. My imaging, my upper cervical spine was like straight and forward. And you were like, this looks like some trauma that has been, you know, that occurred a long, long time ago that was just never corrected. And because I was never experiencing pain, it was never something that I looked at. And ultimately, my guess is that I grew up a competitive figure skater for like six or seven years and I was falling constantly. So of course, there's a ton of trauma, but I am not thinking about that, nor did I really have pain associated with it. So Never did I think that there was any misalignment with anything in my spine, let alone my cervical spine. And I want to dive into symptoms because, again, going back to what I just said in terms of like there was no pain for me, obviously pain, discomfort, those are very clear symptoms that someone may have if something's misaligned. But I know there are so many other symptoms now. And for me, You mentioned anxiety. I have had anxiety for a long time and I never, it never crossed my mind that these could be related. So can you help us understand what are the types of symptoms that may come about, whether it's, you know, the obvious symptoms, but also some of those more unknown symptoms as well? Yeah, for sure. So I like to break them into two categories because they're structural and then there's like nervous system adaptations. Like there's two different kind of boxes of symptoms that I typically see. And most people are kind of 
in like the structural box. Like they wait until they're having severe neck pain. They're having like numbness and tingling down the arms or it's not even just neck pain. Like it could be back pain or hip pain like I had and just not getting better. Like you're doing PT or you're getting your lower back adjusted and it just like the pain and the discomfort is not going away. So those are some like for sure structural symptoms that, okay, it's likely maybe coming from your neck. So getting that area assessed could be really important. So there's the structural things. And then, but personally, my favorite are more like the nervous system adaptation symptoms. So what that means, like when your nervous system is not adapting, that means you are suffering from anxiety. It means you're having depression. It means you're having brain fog. So how you how your brain processes things, like your thoughts are not clear. Um, sometimes it's memory-related issues. So really it's just your body not, not being able to adapt to normal circumstances, like things overstress you out. And so like when the nervous system is not balanced, like those are really common things that people experience. And like you said, it is not typical that they're like, oh, well, I'm having anxiety, so I should probably go go get my neck checked. And I'm not saying like the neck is not your only reason for potentially having anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. If it's something that's chronic or or prolonged and even though you're trying to eat well and exercise and like do all the good things for your health that you should be doing, it's just not not getting better. Usually that's a sign when it's like an ongoing thing that there is a structural related issue. And so really the nervous system adaptation, like a lot of times, kind of like you were saying with your imaging, you haven't had neck pain. You haven't had any specific pain letting you know that your spine was off, but your body was letting you know in other ways, right? Um, It's more on the system side. It wasn't like pain and and discomfort. And usually like our nervous systems are pretty sensitive. So that's going to be the first thing that you notice. And so instead of waiting until you have neck pain, I tell my patients, look, tune into your body. Are you having digestive related issues like constipation, acid reflux? That's a sign that your vagus nerve is, is overworking or overstimulated or just not balancing or going back and forth from sympathetic to parasympathetic properly. So pay attention to digestion, pay attention to sleep. If you're someone who like no matter what you do, you can't get good sleep, that's another good sign that your nervous system is not adapting well. And then just some of the other things I mentioned, especially like brain fog, brain clarity, like how I can be sure when when someone is misaligned or like what I typically see in my practice when there are upper cervical misalignments present. Most people have that brain fog. Of course, they have a little discomfort. For some people, it's, it's a lot of pain. For some people, it's like, oh, just like a little bit of stiffness here and there. And then it's usually a complaint of of headache or just heaviness in the head and then usually digestive. So it's usually like a couple different things that don't really seem like they are related, but they are because that area of your neck is sort of surrounding, protecting your brainstem and your brainstem controls everything. So that's kind of where that relation of like how, you know, all the symptoms in your body sometimes really are connected. And I'm sure you can relate with this. Like a lot of people, you know, will come in and they have like 20 different things that they're experiencing. And they're like, I know it's probably not related to my neck or I know this probably isn't related. But the truth is a lot of things that we experience, usually they are related. It's just, what is the root cause of it? Is is it a structural thing? Um, Our nervous system thing? Is it a lifestyle choice that you're making? Like what's the root cause of it? And then getting to kind of the bottom of that. But that's typically what I see 
on, on a regular basis as far as symptoms go. I hope you're loving today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt to share with you something that I only wish I knew years ago on my health journey that changed everything for me. I was the girl who had tried every diet under the sun, worked out seven days a week, yet was constantly left feeling disappointed that all my hard work and time wasn't paying off. Can you relate? If the answer is yes, then my free training, Three Steps to Transform Your Body with Macros, is just for you. In this training, I share the secrets to leveraging your metabolism to lose fat without restriction, eliminating the foods you love, or sacrificing a life well-lived. So if you're ready to say so long to yo-yo dieting and kick low-calorie diets to the curb, you're not going to want to miss this free training. Head on over to mindedmymacros.com forward slash free training to register today. Or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. I hope to see you there. All right, now back to the episode. You did a really beautiful job of explaining upper cervical spine and the brainstem to me. And I want you to explain that again because that was like an aha moment for me. I think it made a ton of sense as to like, okay, if something is misaligned up up there as it pertains to the brainstem, and I want to dive into the nervous system, but you did such a great job of explaining like when it's misaligned, this is kind of what it's doing. It's like kind of pulling on different systems within that brainstem. Would you mind just kind of explaining that? Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to try to explain it as like simple as I can because there's lots of theories and like complexities to this. But just as as sort of like a generalization, when you think of like the back of your head coming down and then that first bone, second bone, right in that area, that's where the brainstem kind of descends through this canal, through the skull. It's going to go down. Um, and then at the, it, it can be different for different people, but at the level of C1, C2, it, cha- it changes from your brainstem to, to your spinal cord. And so through that area, like if you're curious more about the brainstem, I tell my patients like this is the master controller. It houses all of your cranial nerves and your cranial nerves are what goes to, you know, your eyes, your nose, your tongue, all your digestive organs, your heart, your lungs, like all these nerves go to all these different areas of the body. And that's what's letting it know like, hey, do this, hey, do this, more of this, less of this. So like all day long, these nerves and these systems are communicating. And so that is why when having an upper cervical misalignment, just these little shifts, like when your spine's misaligned, unless you've had like a catastrophic accident, um, even for you, Danny, like when I measured your, your imaging, your atlas shifting forward, you know, it was like between one to two millimeters. So these are very small misalignments that we're talking about. But when you look into the canal where the brainstem, where the spinal cord are going, they're attached to these little ligaments, they attach to the bone, and then they go attached to all those nerve nerve structures. So when your bone shifts, it kind of starts to tug on these things called dentate ligaments. That's That's what the best theory that we have right now is that there's these little ligaments, it's kind of shifting, so it's pulling on the ligaments. And then that's what's kind of causing some stress on the spinal cord, on the brainstem. And so that is why putting those things back in, we're seeing all of these amazing things like people 
healing their digestion or their mental health getting better, how their brain processes information. And I think one thing I know I remember that you really liked that I also love telling people about is, I mean, our bodies are amazing. There's all these little systems and they have their ways of detoxing and processing things. And one thing that really intrigued me as I was studying upper cervical more and more is that your body has something called CSF. It's cerebral spinal fluid. And this fluid, it bathes the brain. It goes down through that same canal that we were talking about and like bathes the the spinal cord and then exits the body. So it's kind of like our filtering system. So obviously, as we know, we live in a toxic world. We come in contact with toxins everywhere in our environment, in our food. And so when these things go on onto the brain, our CSF is able to kind of clear those things out. And so when you have an upper cervical, like a chronic upper cervical misalignment though, sometimes your CSF or the fluid that is supposed to help you detox, it's not flowing like it's supposed to, or it can get stuck or it can pool in certain areas. So another really cool thing that we found is that, okay, well, if we make sure that structurally the upper cervical part of the neck is back into alignment, that CSF can actually flow like it's supposed to. Um, So people sometimes can go through like a detoxing period. It's just like helping you kind of kickstart getting your body back to where it was before you ever had this, this misalignment. And so I think that's a really cool cool part to know too, like the brainstem and all your cranial nerves and all these fluids that are like all flowing in that area, they're all designed for a specific purpose to help us detox, help our body, you know, be resilient. But when we have things that are like shifted or not in the right structural position, that is when we start to see people have symptoms or have these neurological adaptations that their body can't really respond well to. And when you explained that to me, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. And outside of just like the the pain and discomfort, I think that was like the aha moment that I had when you were explaining that to me. I would love to dive into the nervous system. You've brought it up a couple times. You've brought up the vagus nerve a couple times. Let's dive into the nervous system and how you see it prevalent in your practice. Yes. Okay. So the first thing that I love to talk about is our our autonomic nervous system which all those you know cranial nerves that we're talking about that they're controlling and telling the body what to do the autonomics have two functions there's the sympathetic most people have heard of this because that's like the fight or flight mode your body thinks that it's running from a bear so certain functions kind of shut down and your body is hyper focused on like making sure you know you're safe you're running like you're doing all the things this is the phase that i live in <laughs> yes. Most people live most people live in this space, the sympathetic or fight or flight. And then there is our parasympathetic, our rest, digest. And that's also very important, right? Some people are stuck in sympathetic, so they don't digest their food well. Um, they're not getting the nutrients they need. They're not having proper bowel movements. They're not sleeping well. Those are kind of indications that your body is stuck in that sympathetic. It's not going into parasympathetic very often. But the reality is that you, it's not like we never want to be in sympathetic. Like our bodies are probably sympathetic right now because I'm super excited to be chatting with you. Like we're having fun. Like there's times where sympathetic is needed. So it's not like we're trying to just never be in sympathetic, right? What we really want is true nervous system adaptation where your body is able to effortlessly go into sympathetic when it needs to, go into parasympathetic when it needs to. 
And so there's, there's lots of factors and ways that you can regulate your nervous system. But arguably, I think that like we've been talking about the upper neck this whole time, if you have a structural related issue that's constantly keeping you in, in sympathetic, it's going to be very hard to kind of regulate your nervous system just through, you know, doing yoga, meditation, diet, like all these things, like you can do all those things and they're absolutely going to help and they're amazing. Um, but if you have a structural component that is keeping your body in sympathetic or fight or flight, it's going to be really hard to adapt. Um, and so that is why people do get frustrated. I hear this all the time. They're like, look, I have completely overhauled my diet. I don't even eat a single processed food. Like I eat so well, like I exercise, I do the things I try to get, you know, a proper amount of sleep, but it's still like, it's, it's not enough. Knowing those things is awesome. Like you already have the foundational things going on for your health, which is amazing. Um, and then that kind of leads you into, well, what else could be blocking basically all my health efforts right now? What is stopping me from sleeping well and digesting well and feeling good. And sometimes it's just a structural issue. Of course, I love upper cervical and I'm super passionate about it. And you, most people need that a part of, as a part of their structural care. But if you're not trying to eat well and you don't have to be perfect by any means, um, but trying to have a balanced diet, like going for walks, getting movement in, there's lots of other realms of our health that we have to take care of. But I see a lot of people in the health and wellness space, like they're all about all these other things, which I think is great. But if you haven't looked deep into the structural part, um, you might just be working harder than you need to, if that makes sense. It does. I feel like that was me. Yeah. Yeah. Most people really resonate with that because they go all in on their nutrition, their lifestyle, their exercise. Like these are all things that we all know that we should be doing, whether we are or we aren't. But most people know, okay, we should be doing this. And sometimes we get tired and we get burnt out because we're like, why aren't we seeing the results that we want? Or why is our body not, you know, regulating properly? And so, I like people to know when it comes to the nervous system, it's not about staying in one one place all the time. It's just about your body being able to adapt. Like when something stressful happens to you, it is natural for your body to go into sympathetic and that helps your body deal with that. But as soon as you, you know, get out of that situation or you're in a stressful interaction, like as soon as you leave that, your body should naturally be able to go, okay, great. We're going to go into parasympathetic now. We're not in danger. We're not being chased by a bear. Like we should be able to relax. And so when your body is in that natural state of going back and forth, that's when you look at yourself and you're like, wow, like I'm getting great sleep. I'm feeling really rested. My digestion is flowing and doing what it's supposed to be. Like my head is clear. I'm not letting things build up and get let anxiety like take over. Those are the things that we have to pay attention to. Like if you're listening, wondering like, is my nervous system balanced? Like, I don't know. Those are the things that I pay attention to most is like the digestive system, the sleep, um, and just how you feel in your body and how your brain is, is focusing. Like if it's hard to focus or concentrate or things feel foggy or you're not remembering things or like able to recall things like you used to, like those are all signs that the nervous system is, is under stress. Yeah. I think for me, this year has been a very, 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 as you know, it's in a very exploratory year for me, digging into different aspects of my health. And I have always just felt like 
well, you know, I'm making excuses for myself just by saying I am a type A person and I have a lot of my plate and I want to be successful. And so I felt like I was just living in this constant go, go, go mode. Didn't really know how to turn it off no matter how hard I tried. And this year was really the year where I felt like it all came to a head and it was like, okay, Let's implement reading before bed and our walks and all of those things that you mentioned. You know, I was doing everything that I possibly could to feel like I was entering that rest and digest aspect. And no matter how hard I tried, no matter, you know, what I did personally, breath work, sure, those things could help. But I, I do have to say, since gosh, it's maybe been two months since seeing you. I have definitely noticed a difference just in terms of feeling like I'm actually able to wind down and not be on high alert all the time. Because I definitely was living in that, you know, high alert fight or flight state. And like you said, I think that's a very common, a common thing for a lot of women and men in today's society. So would you say that most of your clients that come to you, they do, you do notice that it comes down to more of nervous system versus necessarily pain? Is it kind of like a mix of both? For somebody listening who's like, ooh, this is really interesting, but I don't know if this would work for me. What do you have to say to them that may help them decide if this is the right type of care for them to explore? So I would say you know, the majority of people that come, they have typically, unfortunately, worked with, they've seen doctor after doctor. They have seen three other chiropractors. Like they've seen all the people and they're like, it's just not, not working. But they intuitively, they know that there's a structural issue um, and their nervous system's not adapting well. Like they know that that's like the problem and they're just not finding the right practitioner to work with. I truly believe that. Like, I mean, it's just like all things. You could go see five different chiropractors. You're going to get a different experience. You can go see five different PTs. You're going to get a different experience. So I always encourage people, like when you are dealing with especially chronic health issues, I, I mean, you understand, I understand what that's like, but the, the reality is, is like, there always is more that we can do. It's just about how to connect with the right providers for you. And so I encourage people, again, for sure signs that things are things are misaligned is if you're dealing with chronic pain and it can be neck pain, it can be back pain. If you've had those for a while and it's not just like the, oh, you know, I slept on my pillow wrong. So I'm like feeling a little stiff. Like it's not that. It's like it's been lingering for a while or you don't have good range of motion when you try to move your neck or like look over your shoulder. I mean, those are for sure signs that, okay, structurally, I'm sure something is is off. And even like on the structural side, I didn't talk about this too much, but a lot of so, so, so many people have TMJ related issues, like grinding, popping, like all the things. Usually like because of where your TMJ is and the connection and like where the muscles go in the upper cervical spine, I find so many people that with correcting their upper cervical spine, they actually notice a big improvement in that area. So again, the the biggest structural things are like the pain in the body, but then even like TMJ, something to do with like the teeth, the the TMJ joint and things like that. But if you're listening and it's more of 
like be honest with yourself. Like how is your body really adapting to stress? If it's not well, like if you get, if every little thing works you up and it's getting to the point where you're having anxiety, you're having panic attacks, or you're in, you're in this depressive state. And usually like all of this is goes together. Like your sleep is not good. Your digestion is not good. Like usually all of these things are kind of happening at once. I would say those are the biggest signs to kind of look for. If you're looking to really get to the root cause of something, most of the time with my patients, I see, okay, well, we need to take care of the structural component, which is in turn is going to help your nervous system, which is awesome. And then sometimes that's all someone needs based on how their other lifestyle factors are. Um, And then other times I need to connect my patients to... Maybe they need to work with a functional medicine practitioner. Maybe they need some blood work done or some testing to figure out, are there any gut-related issues happening? Anything else that's kind of affecting their body or keeping them in this this fight-or-flight mode? Again, for some people, it's more just a structural thing. For some people, it is a a gut and a structural thing. It's just trying to connect with providers that are going to look outside the box to get you to the root cause instead of just being like, okay, let's just you know, throw this drug at it, or let's just keep adjusting you every single week. So that way you feel better. Again, like I love all my patients, but I don't want you to have to see me every single week. Like I want you to hold and stabilize for long periods of time. That way you don't need this. Like your nervous system can heal. It can adapt on its own. Yes, there are times and things that you're going to do throughout your life that probably are going to cause a misalignment. And that's okay. Like you can come back and get checked like whenever needed. But the goal is just to have structural integrity, keep you in alignment for as long as we possibly can. Um, That way these issues don't keep coming up and your nervous system doesn't have to keep going back to this place where it's not adapting. Yeah. And that's a good point too. I know you've mentioned it earlier too, but about the holding. So, For anybody listening with me, when I came in, I was coming in twice a week just to see, you know, it was the initial phase. My upper cervical spine, as I mentioned, was like straight and forward. And I would say after the one or two appointments, I was holding pretty well. So for a couple weeks, I was going in twice a week just to get it assessed. And then after that, we backed down to once a week. So right now I'm just coming in once a week. And there have been a couple weeks where I haven't had to have any adjustments because I'm I'm holding really well. So I love that idea of, you know, making sure that we're, you know, you're doing it in a way that you want to see your patients hold as long as possible rather than just, you know, every week. And uh, there's a time and a place for different types of care, but having to go in every single week to get an adjustment. I, I know I just don't have the time to go into a chiropractor all the time for an adjustment. So I love that seeing that progress, it just is really rewarding for me as well to know that, okay, you know what? It's, I feel like I'm moving in the right direction. For anybody listening who is listening to this and like, ooh, I I think that this is something that I want to explore. What's something that they can search or how can they look up an upper cervical provider maybe in their area? Yes. So the best thing to look up is upper cervical chiropractic and then either San Diego or LA or wherever you're, you're listening from. And there are a couple directories out there. So if you go, the technique that I practice is called Blair. So if you go to blairtechnique.com, you can actually see on a map, like where all the Blair providers are. 
that's personally my favorite upper cervical technique and not, you know, what I practice, but there are other providers that do slightly, like we're all trying to accomplish the same goal. They may just practice in a slightly different way than what I do. But if you type that in, there's a couple directories, um, especially the blairtechnique.com one that can, can connect you. And I'll share my information with you guys at the end, but I like, I'm a connector. I love connecting people with who they can work with and who I think is going to help them mainly because I certainly know a lot of upper cervical chiropractors, but if you're in San Diego, even other providers, like that's what I'm passionate about is connecting people to the right place. So if you want to email me or like reach out and see and ask if I know certain providers in certain areas, like I'm happy to answer those questions too, because whenever I do refer people, I will say I'm always very hesitant. Like I want to know that this person's going to do a good job. Like if I sent you Danny to any provider in San Diego, I would want to make sure that I've like vetted them. I know they're going to do a good job because you just, you know, you don't know how people practice and like what they do. So always a little like, you know, that's why I like connecting people. I just want to make sure that you're going to have a good experience and you're going to get the results that you're, you're looking for. But yeah, just searching that. And then one other note about that, because sometimes for upper cervical, like chiropractors may say that they do upper cervical, but they don't. And so one way that you can know, like if they're not doing any x-rays or any specific imaging on you, then they're not practicing upper cervical traditional, how it should be practiced. So making sure that they do imaging and making sure that they do a proper assessment. We didn't talk about it too much, but we use infrared thermography to like scan your neck at every visit. Um, Like there's objective measures that we take every single time to know if you're in alignment or out of alignment. So those are just some good clues of like, are you truly going to an upper cervical chiropractor or is this just kind of traditional and they say that they're doing that. So just look out for that, like the imaging and the objective measures and them doing tests to check if you're holding or not. I also think it'd be worthwhile to, and I'm sure if you looked up the Blair Technique on blairtechnique.com. Yeah. I'm sure that there's probably a video of it, but I, I highly recommend anybody watching a video because as Dr. Mercedes said, it is such a gentle process that it honestly... I was like, how is this even working? But immediately I felt like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can, I can feel it in my neck. And afterwards too, I can, you know, tell the days that followed that it did feel a little bit different. So it is worthwhile to take a look at like a video too, walking you through that technique because it is so different than what I thought chiropractic, like a traditional chiropractic office visit would be like. So definitely worth. So sorry, it's blairchiropractic.com, not Blair Technique, blairchiropractic.com. Perfect. I'll link it down in the show notes too. So anybody who's interested can just head on down there and click on that from there. But thank you so much, Dr. Mercedes. I feel like I could keep talking to you forever about this topic, but where can my audience find you? I know you have your own podcast coming soon. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, if you guys want to follow along, especially with more like upper cervical related stuff, we are on Instagram. It's upper cervical San Diego. And then my personal one, which I will be sharing more, you know, it is more like my personal life, but I'm going to be sharing more about my podcast and guests that I'm interviewing on that. So if you want to follow along with that, it's Dr. Mercedes Cook on Instagram. And then 
my lovely friend Danny has seriously inspired me on the, <laughs> the podcast front. I've been thinking about it for a while. So I'm starting my own podcast in the next month or two. It's going to be called Health Uncovered. And I'll be interviewing other healthcare providers, doctors, like everything from traditional Western medicine to Eastern medicine, like pretty much any provider that you can imagine. So that way you can start to get different perspectives about what people do. And if you're on a healing journey and you're looking and trying to figure out what the heck do I do next, um, hopefully this will be a good resource for you. I love that. I'm so excited to listen in. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Dr. Mercedes. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast and I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thank you so much, Danny. Love chatting with you. Always. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love hearing from you. So shoot me a DM over on Instagram at mind and my macros to keep the convo going. If you've learned anything from this episode or any of my past episodes, I'd really love it. If you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review on Apple podcasts or Spotify, I love hearing what you've learned or what you've taken away from any of these episodes. It means so much to me when you do that. And if you have any friends, you know, that need a little help kicking some old dieting mentalities to the curb and want some simple, effective, and sustainable tips to feel their best, share a link to this episode with them. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.